Welcome to another episode of Freed from Feminism. My name is Teresa. And I'm Beth. And we are coming to you today with a very exciting episode about working while not being a feminist. Working while being pink-pilled, or whatever you may call it. We both have had experience working while not necessarily wanting to do so because of various reasons. And um, we have lots of thoughts on it. I know a lot of you are going through the same thing. And so we're just kind of going to throw our thoughts out there and discuss this and hopefully encourage you because goodness knows it is so tough to work while you've realized that this is not for me. This is something that I just want to do temporarily until either my husband comes along or, um, you know, if you're married, uh, you can, you are able to quit financially or whatever the, the circumstances might be. Yeah. Uh, this whole situation, it's, I mean, we talk all the time about how women should find their vocation, you know, get married, join the convent, you know, work is not really the place, but in a sense, in our society nowadays, some don't have that option. And if you're single and you're longing to be married and you got to pay the bills, you're going to be at work. And so how can you manage that situation while you're, you know, in the rat race, but you could care less to be in the rat race and you're longing to leave it, you know, what, and it could be a very emotional time as you're, you know, sorting through all of this and trying to just, you know, every day you're going to work. So (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) So we're going to try to provide you some practical tips on um, how you can sort of be anti-feminist or um, just, not be like the others who the other, (laughs) you know, women who are more feminist at work so that you can, you know, be happy yourself and influence others around you. I, it's just so hard. Like I, I remember working, um, and it occurred to me probably, I want to say maybe six years before I was able to quit working that I did not want to do this. Like I just, I always wanted to get married, but I realized then I, it kind of the whole, um, pink pilling or whatever you want to call it to, uh, the whole feminist agenda started like six years. So I had six years to go, like you said, every day (laughs) to work realizing this is the worst. And, you know, you have different stages too. Like it may start of, oh wow, you know, this may not be the the place for me. I would much rather just like be a wife and a mother. But you still have attachment to your career at that point. You still have, mm-hmm. well, no, I do care about my job. Like I still want to do a great job. I still want to like advance and earn more money and blah blah blah. But then as time wears on, at least with me, it was those career aspects diminished and diminished and diminished to where at the very end, I just, you know, if I, if I had been demoted, I probably wouldn't have batted an eye. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how you did it for six years. I really don't that. Wow. Well, that was just me. Can you imagine people like working a decade or more? I know. I, this isn't to discourage anybody. But, no, 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 no. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it, you need. How do you? How do I put it? Like we need help. <laughs> how do we survive this? You know. Yeah, it is survivable. It is because we have our faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like your life matters to God. Your life matters to Our Lady. Like Beth said, there you can definitely survive this. There are ways to. Um, while you're working, just, you know, make it better, make it more pleasant and protect yourself, protect others. And, um, even just kind of exponentially, uh, progress your way towards eventually quitting. Mm -hmm. So don't be discouraged at all, at all, at all. I think, 
here I'd like to make two points that one, if you're absolutely unhappy with your current job, it's just miserable. I mean, with the caveat that maybe most jobs or anything, any working environment might not be the best for you because you really want to just be in your vocation. But if it's that bad, just find a new job. It's okay. (laughs) Find something you like, make a career change if you want. And then also, if you if you are, you know, just waiting for your vocation and you're doing everything you can to get there, it's still okay to pursue some career ambitions. Like it doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, the bottom of the totem pole in the workplace and you can't, you know, try to be something else. Uh, I only say that because it's like, I think for myself, um, if I wasn't, you know, if I hadn't gotten married or anything, like, you don't want to just sit around and wait. Like, it's okay if you want to, you know, like I said, switch careers or maybe there's a different kind of position or a new one. As long as you're, you know, ready to drop that at a moment's notice when your husband comes (laughs) uh, and not make it your life in a sense, like putting it on the same level as vocation, like you it's okay if it's going to make you I don't want to say make you happier because that just sounds so like worldly, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to try and make the workplace is enjoyable and fit to your likings of skills and, you know, does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Especially now with so many of us um, having school debt, sometimes it's, again, required in order to, you know, be able to afford your debt. You mm-hmm. you have to progress simply for the fact that um, you are at the moment the sole provider for your individual family. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it definitely, of course, there's, you know, this this subject is so specific to each person. Like there are no general rules, of course, and we are not judging anyone at all. This is basic. This is basically a one big encouragement session for those who have kind of just realized that this is not what they want to do and are miserable. This is just to encourage them that no, 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 just hold on. You're going to be okay. And there's ways to actually enjoy it while it's going on. Mm-hmm. Did I address what you said? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to preface some of my tips with um, just, you know, this is coming from me who I only ever worked in the, um, you know, office space primarily in my career. So perhaps, maybe some of what I say might not work for somebody who has a little bit different. Like if you're a teacher and the only people you interact with are children, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) might not be as helpful to you, but um, I'm hoping that if you, you do fall into the category of just, you know, like a regular office worker, this can be helpful to you. And that also some of this stuff is not things I ever perfected or I do I expect anybody to perfect um, while, you know, they're working, but more of things that I sort of wish I did more of or I tried my best to do. <laughs> um, right. So with that being said, the philosophy I go by as or I went by while, you know, being completely against this whole feminist in the workplace, women in the workplace thing is try to do exactly opposite of what you think the feminist would do at work. So, you know, all the things we talk about where, you know, a feminist at work, she's got her career ambitions. Like they are the forefront. It's all she cares about working up the ladder. Um, She might be a little bit bossy or she might try to act like one of the men, maybe a little bit more assertive, maybe flirtatious if it seems advantageous to her. And I don't mean to say this as like a knock against every woman in the workplace who you know, like I said, has any sort of ambition um, because, you know, even if you meet some some girls who are very focused on career, there can be really sweet, very nice ones. But in general, the attitude of them being in the workplace is like, what can I do to get 
you know, this to have this career, to do better in this career. But you, as somebody against it, should be focused more on how am I interacting with the people around me um, and how am I growing in virtues and not being so attached to the career that like if you got severance papers one day because your company went over, true story for me, <laughs> they didn't like they didn't go they didn't tank, but they didn't like my position anymore. <laughs> like, are you going to be devastated? No, because to you, your career is not everything. You know, your vocation is everything. So the one primary way you can do this is how you interact with the men that you work with. Uh, I usually feel like I hear complaints from the secular world of feminist where like men aren't including the women at work and they just want to have boys club and they won't, you know, include the women. And, you know, a woman a woman feels like she has to assert herself in the conversation. Well, my attitude on this is just let the guys have their guys time, just like you as a woman need your girl time. And even as when you're married, you need time with other women, just as your husband's going to need time with other men. Um, and I speak of this mainly because, you know, in engineering, there were a lot of men that I would work with, obviously. So if I was ever in a situation where there were a lot of men and they were just chatting it up, I was just, okay. I don't need to butt in or be heard or make any comment. Um, this doesn't mean I need to be, you know, like, gosh, sorry, don't really know how to say this, but it doesn't mean that I need to just sit there and I don't do anything and I'm so quiet and shy. It's just trying not to be one of the take men. it personally. I feel like a lot of us take it personally. Yeah. Something yes. like that happens. Like, why aren't they including me? Well, mm -hmm. first of all, it's work. So you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Like that. It doesn't really matter what they, <laughs> if these guys are your friends or not, or care about you adding to the conversation, you know, and you'll yeah. find that like, there are going to be, I don't, I know feminists will be like, well, see, that's like, all men are like that. No, there were some really nice men at work who would talk to me and, you know, strike up a conversation with me in the hall. But then there were other times where you could just tell the guys wanted guys time. So if I could excuse myself from the room, I would, you know, <laughs> there were sometimes I couldn't. So I just sat there and, you know, kept to myself, but yeah, just respect the men you work with and that they might have guys time. Uh, another way to respect the men that you work with is to um, watch how you speak to them. Uh, perhaps you're in more of a manager type position or you just oversee other people. And if it is a man that you oversee, you do your best to to show respect and not emasculate them in any way. I don't I wish I could give you like exact words you could say, but just watch yourself when you speak to them. Like, am I making this man feel respected or do I sound a little bit more like I'm nagging him or scolding him? Even if I don't mean to, am I showing respect to this man? Um, some men, you know, might not like it no matter what <laughs> when you talk to them. <laughs> it just depends, I think, on some men's personalities. Um, but there were other men that I feel like when I would talk to them at work or if I had to ask them to do something for me or I needed something for them from them in order to do my job, uh, if I was as nice as possible to them or just tried to be like a friend in a sense where I just, you know, how are you doing today? Um, maybe asking them about their family or something and then, you know, then said, you know, I really need this report from you. Let me know what you need from me. Um, they really took it well. And in fact, a lot of the nice one, nice men would be really um, willing to help me out because men usually like to help women out, not in like a bad way, um, but like as a, you know, sure. Just chivalrous. Like, yeah, it, that's how I should put it. It's, it's a very like men want to be chivalrous. Good men want to be chivalrous to women. So they aren't going to think of you if you're coming to them with respect as this young woman who just wants to be mean to them and boss them around, especially if you are careful of how you speak to them. Do you have anything to uh, add to that? I, you know, that is such a good piece of advice because I certainly did not follow it when I was working. And well, I, it's not that I didn't follow it. It's just something I wasn't cognizant of. Mm -hmm. Like I always tried to be nice to, you know, 
all of my my colleagues and my coworkers. But you know, there's it also comes down to almost utilitarian using of each other sometimes in a coworker relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I need this from you, please just give it to me. You know. Yeah. And yeah. so that that that's your tip is also just good for that of uh, just common courtesy of, you know, you attract more flies with honey than vinegar, as my mm-hmm. Texas grand, great grandparents would have said. <laughs> <laughs> so a few of my other tips, I guess if we go into there. Um, so in regards to the women you work with, I guess it would be some of the same stuff. Um, where yes, the kinder you are, I mean, it seems like common sense, but like you said, sometimes you're not aware of how you're acting at work or I could tend to be a little bit more grumpy when I ask people, like just really, especially when you don't care anymore, you're just like, just, you know, please, I just need that report. Could you just get it to me by now? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, just being aware of how you're talking to others. Um, but with women, one of the things you have to kind of watch so out different. For, yeah, is the competitive women. Now, thankfully, surprisingly, I didn't interact with too many super competitive, but I've known people that have had just nasty women that they work with. They always think you're out to get them or everything's a competition to them. They don't like you. They spread rumors, gossip. Man, it's, I, I don't know, women can be terrible, <laughs> but... If you do encounter anybody like that, uh, just stay away if you can. Now, if they are in the same kind of job as you and you need to interact with them, just keep your meetings brief. Um, do the opposite if they might be more critical. So perhaps just saying a few compliments here or there to her, not to, you know, puff up her ego, but to just show like I'm not here to be against you. I'm simply here because we got to work together and, you know, got to get the job done. So um, saying a few compliments or other things that you can do to show that you are not her competition. Uh, that can All right. Help. So I have a question for you. Oh, Cause okay. I, I never, I was never, um, I never had to work while I was, when I first got married and, mm-hmm. and obviously afterwards, Thank God, thanks to my wonderful husband. Um, so what happens because we have so many women in the workplace now, I bet a lot of people have women bosses. So mm-hmm. what would you say? Did you ever have a woman boss? Yes. And if you did, how how would that dynamic work? Like if she's pushing you, if she wants to you know, uh, promote you, if she herself is a feminist, if she, you know, has that agenda for you, how do you navigate that relationship, do you think? Oh, that's such a good question. And (laughs) I mean, oh, I did have bosses that were women that wanted to um, sort of, I don't want to say guide me along, but there were performance reviews, which mean, you know, what are your career goals and how yeah. am I supposed to answer that question as I'm sitting there <laughs> and really just want to say my career goal is to quit this job and get married and have kids. So yeah. awkward. I know I can't. I don't know if this advice would work for everybody, but I kind of just made it more my personality to just seem like a really chill person in a sense even though I, I did get irritated very mm. easily at work. <laughs> Some people are probably like, you weren't chill. You got irritated easily. <laughs> a flaw of my own I tried to work on. But um, I just, I would sort of focus on individual, like, activities rather than, like, um, like little things I could work on at work. Um, like, oh, I want to learn this little skill, you know, something that oh. seems not so ambitious so that they could kind of gear me towards that. Or I could say, Oh, I, I like doing this, you know, and I was being honest in a sense. We were like, well, I like this kind of stuff. Could I do more of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, that's and, smart. Yeah. That's really smart. I, uh, women bosses are interesting. Like, they were nice people. Don't get me wrong. They were nice people, but I always felt so weird. Like, 
I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I think you you could probably only understand if you had a woman woman boss because they you can tell that they themselves are super ambitious, but you're trying to like not seem like you're being their competition, but you also don't want to seem like you're super lazy. Oh my god. It's goodness. a weird dynamic. That's a tightrope. Okay, one of the things, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I found that some of them like want to be your friend. And I always didn't like that with my bosses. I mean, I would in general as a person, like person to person with them, like I'd be their friend. But whenever I had a woman above me, I didn't really want to be like pals on the weekend because I just didn't feel like it was professional. Interesting. So they didn't necessarily care about the supervisor worker relationship at all. Like, they just wanted literally to be your friend? Both. Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> it's so tough. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, yeah, it's like they act like they care about you, which they do. And I think it's natural for women to do that. But then at the same time, you're like, you know, and I didn't get that with men. So I don't know if it's a women thing or if it's just the individuals I encountered. I mean, I don't mean it as a knock against them, you know, lovely women, but they, I had a very difficult time sort of trying not to show my true side too much of like, I don't like yeah. it here and being nice to them because they were nice women, but then also being professional. I wish I could provide more advice to our listeners on this, but did you ever have a well, woman boss? No, I was actually, I was trying to really? think while you were talking, well, I was in like, overwhelmingly kind of like engineering, but mm -hmm. maybe even more, it sounds like overwhelmingly male dominated. Oh, I was wow. in politics and government and, um, a U.S. Navy contractor. So, I mean, I was <laughs> in, in my last several years in the job, I was the only woman in the office besides, um, the like executive vice president's uh, personal assistant. Wow. So no, I mean, I definitely have the experience of interacting with women on a, um, not a too close colleague level and you still get a lot of the competition stuff and, um, mm -hmm. you know, seeing each other as a threat, which is so sad to me, like, Every woman is just kind of out there to show you up or mm -hmm. to um, do better than you or something. And it, I just thought it was very sad. And um, but like I said, I, I the vast majority of people I, I interacted with were men. So, yeah, that's kind of why I asked, because I just could not imagine um, working with mostly women, but especially you know, having a, a woman boss, because that that dynamic would just be fraught with um, difficulties, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, uh, I don't know how you did it, because as much as I don't think women should work, <laughs> I it made the world of a difference to have a good woman friend. Uh, one of the places in particular, man, I did not like my, you know, managers and some of the coworkers and stuff, but I had a really good friend there and it made so much of a difference. It made work bearable. I had somebody to eat lunch with or ask questions, just simple questions of things you need or things you need help with, you know, or, you know, you kind of need to know what's going on around you. It's really nice if you have somebody you can turn to. Um, I so, did actually, thank God I did. Oh, good. The, the other woman <laughs> in the office actually, thank goodness, was oh. a wonderful, incredible woman. Uh, her name is Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. You'll never <laughs> listen to this episode, but well, then yeah, shout out like, to Meredith, my friend, who sometimes listens. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hi, Meredith. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, that's good. I'm so glad you had that. And to our listeners, if you can find somebody, even if she's like in a completely different department. <laughs> It's just, oh, yeah. she probably wants a friend too, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my, uh, and then one final tip for me is from all of this, you have your work, 
and then you have your outside of your work. Make the outside of your work something um, refreshing, <laughs> something mm-hmm. you, you long for. Uh, because if you were like me and you just grumpily get through your job every day and you don't like it and you come home and I really struggled with this motivating myself to do something, it didn't it didn't make work any better. So surround yourself with good friends. Find ways to find your vocation. Take up good, wholesome activities. Those are things that you can do that just make it better when you're at work, because when you're at work, then you can um, think, well, I only got or if you're, you were clock watcher like me, <laughs> four more hours <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what about you? For what are sure. some of your tips? Well, you know, gosh, I wish we could all just like anyone who listens to this and us just get around in a circle and just talk about this because I feel vastly unqualified to even give tips because each situation is so very different. Every job, every interaction. um, And I, goodness knows, did not (laughs) do all of this virtually before I converted. And afterwards, it was still um, converted to Catholicism, that is. And then afterwards, it was still really difficult. Um, but I just remember, I, I remember the last several years of my job just wanting so badly to just, oh God, to find me the husband that he made for me and to be able to quit because it was painful to go into work. It really was. It was painful every single day. And so, um, I, I did find ways, um, outside of work and even in work to kind of get through it. And as, um, time went on, I, I think I got a little bit smarter uh, or maybe wiser about it just because, um, you know, you're, you're progressing your faith too. So that, that definitely helps. Um, but what I tried to do is I tried to be, and this is my personality. Yours obviously is, is different. If you can't do this, you know, that that's totally fine. But I was overtly, almost obnoxiously feminine. Like I would almost always wear dresses I was in a very um, specific area of the country and a specific job that was not only male oriented, but also very um, like politically conservative and Christian. So I could actually vocalize my anti-feminism without any sort of danger of it affecting my job or anything. Wow. So all my coworkers on my level or a little below knew me as the anti-feminist. <laughs> I, wow. And I, that is so, that, that is such a specific, you know, situation. <laughs> like virtually I'm sure no one else can, can create that. Hopefully you can, but it's, it was much, much better because um, the, it, it takes the tension out of the room. It really does. It takes when someone like knows that she is not going to be here for all of her life. She is not going to want to like work me out of a job. She's not here to be a threat to me. I'm talking even obviously about men because mm-hmm. nowadays men, when, when they work with women, a lot of them don't view women as women, unfortunately. They view us as competition, which is, by the way, natural for them. Mm-hmm. So, but luckily, thank God, I was able to just like take away all that tension. And so it was, it was really a breath of fresh air. So I highly, if you possibly can, not just, you know, go around with an anti-feminist sticker on your forehead, but like, mm-hmm. you know, just be as like feminine. That's what I try to do. Be as absolutely feminine as possible. Wearing dresses, um, acting in a feminine way, kind of what you were talking about earlier about 
um, not talking to men in a condescending tone or Mm -hmm. anything like that, even if they are your direct reports, like they still may have families. They still, I mean, they think about the position they're in, especially if they're married, they have to support a family or they have to prepare themselves for a family, God willing. So, I mean, the stakes for them are exponentially higher Mm -hmm. (laughs) in virtually every case, even if they're single, just working for the heck of it. Like, you know, you eventually will probably quit, even if you don't agree with anything that we're saying now. Eventually you will quit, but they may not have the luxury. So Mm -hmm. um, acting femininely is always uh, super helpful. You could do things like, I decorated my office in a very um, feminine way. I put up paintings. I, you know, if I could have brought, you know, flowers in, I would have, (laughs) Um, you know, pictures. I don't think people can bring in candles. I couldn't bring in candles, but that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, And you know what I shouldn't have done is... Even when, even up to the very end, like I, I wanted to keep up the facade that I did care about my job. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of I worked extra hours. I stayed there just to keep up the appearance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I was in a very, um, fast paced, uh, it was actually proposal work for government contracts. And so, I mean, you work long hours and, and, and weekends a lot of the times. And some of that is necessary. Some of that is not, actually. Some of that is just, and you, you know it's not. Like, the woman listening, when you're staying at a job extra hours just to make it seem like, I'm committed to this. I'm a team player. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. like, is that necessary? Like if, if you know that this is not what you want to do for the rest of your life, I feel like it's just not worth your time. I am not saying get rid of your work ethic. I'm not saying, you know, shirk your duties or responsibilities in no way, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I wish I had not, necessarily cared so much about I want to prove to these people over there who worked all weekend and are working 15 16 hours a day that I am just as a hard worker as they are wow you know it's so interesting you say that because I did the opposite (laughs) I was like let me just skirt by with as little as possible so I had to kind of show like I am doing my job. So I had to kind of say like, look, I'm not lazy. (laughs) I'm getting it done. But if I could get it done as fast as possible and with as little effort, I would as I mean, good quality work still. And then I would like, you know, I'm done. I'm not staying late. Well, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Just so interesting. Um, but now, was I that love, was that all the time you worked or was that like, um, oh, yeah, after think, you got yeah, married? I clock, or? Like I said, I was a clock watcher the whole time. I was like, when can I go oh. home? <laughs> but I'm really glad you said that tip because I think some I mean, maybe if you really enjoy your career, too. I think some women might be more prone to, like, try to put in more hours, um, which you can. But, you know, why are you doing that? It's a really good. What, exactly. Exam. Like if if. Like I said, if you have to get a promotion for financial reasons or if, if you know, if, if you're a widow or you're a single mother and you have to do it to support your children, mm-hmm. God bless you. We will pray for you. Go get them. Yep. But if you're like me and I was just I I wanted to seem like a um, I don't even know what the word is, just. I wanted to seem like the hardest worker that my boss had ever seen up until the very end. Mm -hmm. And all that work, I just don't know what it really helped. Like, Mm -hmm. Because I was, especially with with my job, I wasn't, I was 
it's not that I was not the smartest person in the room. I was like scores of IQ points below the next person <laughs> in line to me. Like it, I, I worked with like uh, very, 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 very smart people. So it's not like I was actually adding anything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to the conversation or to the meeting or to the even the hours. So um, anyways, that's that's probably what I definitely would have uh, done different. Um, and, oh, I totally agree with what you said at the very last about once you're off of work, you are off of work. Mm-hmm. Turn that cell phone off. Turn that um or at least like don't just ignore it and do the things that you actually want to do. Don't just sit like, ugh, I, again, this is the mistake I made. You're so exhausted that you're like, mm-hmm. okay, literally all I can do is Netflix and chill. Yes. In I the non bad way, everyone, by the way, in yeah. the, the actual <laughs> sense of Netflixing yes. and just sitting on your couch. Um, like that's sometimes all you can do. So, you know, have fun. Um, but there's, there were a lot of times where I was just, I was just depressed. I was sad. I was, I didn't know what else to do. And so I just kind of salved my wounds with TV and, you know, just, um, things like that, which, you know, just didn't, didn't really edify me in any way. So that's what I would have done differently too, is, um, li- like live like I want to in the future, you know, mm-hmm. I should have been learning how to cook better. I should have been exercising more. I should have been learning actually how to be a lady, not just like a, a, a person with the sex of a female, but an actual lady. Like I would look, I should have, I should have been, you know, reading etiquette books. I should have been reading, you know, books on virtue, like working mm-hmm. on virtue, becoming the person that the man of your dreams will want to marry. I, that's mm-hmm. what I should have been doing. So that's another, I really liked your comment on that. Cause I, I definitely support that. Just be, be using those hours so preciously and effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a couple more points. The first is I have always remembered what Jennifer Bryson said to mm-hmm. us. Do you remember when she, I think you asked her the question of what advice she would offer to people still working. And what she said she did is, and obviously this is my own words, I'm paraphrasing her. She was very careful to have very, very strong boundaries between her and specifically married coworkers. And she went into how she would even be extra um, assertively nice and welcoming to their spouses at events and such. And I thought that was so very sage because especially working in an office, there are lots of opportunities for Satan to just mess with everyone involved and that is just such a very wise um, way to protect yourself and others is to kind of just be assertively Christian, assertively Catholic, <laughs> assertively like, you know, just super, super professional with someone you know is married because it it just simplifies everything and it just keeps everyone really virtuous. So I really appreciated her comment and I've thought about it ever since because it was, it was so wise. Me too. I remember that comment and I, I just wish um, I kind of knew it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's so easy to create friendships at work, especially when you're working so close together on a team or mm-hmm. even in the next cubicle, it's just super easy. And it's, um, Oh, there's your little baby. <laughs> Yay! And hi. Oh, hi. Um, and then this, the last point I had, and I would love your opinion on this because this is, I'm not sure we've ever talked about this. <laughs> it may be a little bit controversial, but 
I personally have never understood the kind of um, social construct that we have made as, you know, now um, when when women entered the workforce of saying that women, well, both sexes, saying that people can't date their coworkers, <clears throat> you know, the 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 excuse would be, you know, oh, you have to work around them all the time. It makes an unprofessional working environment, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if I, I like that advice very much. I just don't see the point of it personally, because mm-hmm. even though you want that impenetrable wall of boundary between you and married people, but if they're single and you're spending most of your day at work and one or the other is interested or both, to me, I would take the chance. Like, okay, if it ends horribly, it's going to be awkward. But I mean, aren't we all adults? Like, can't can't Mm -hmm. we work around that a little bit? And isn't it worth it to find out if this is your husband, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a very odd kind of false social construct that I've never understood. Um, but if you're both single, like, I just don't understand why that can't be pursued, you know? Yeah. What do I you agree. think about that? No, I, I don't know if I've ever really heard don't date your coworkers. I think maybe I've heard it, like, if you're um, their superior or something, you have to, like, file oh, with well, HR yeah. or something. Right, like that. Right, right. But yeah, yeah. yeah, if not, like, or even if so, yeah, it should be more important to you than work <laughs> to find somebody. If it's a good guy, go for yeah. it. Yeah. And oh, I've heard it. I've heard it all my life. Like, that's just something that people and, and, and Where then else are now people supposed to meet people in a sense, like, yes, there is possible ways, but you're there I like know. 40 hours a week, like, <laughs> especially now that in a post-COVID world, like even if you've gone back to physical work, nothing else is open. Like, yeah. how are you going to meet people? <laughs> it's such, it's such a hard, a hard time to date too, I can imagine. So mm-hmm. like, if it doesn't work out, there are ways to get over the awkwardness, you know, mm-hmm. but that's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying like go out and, you know, pounce on the next <laughs> yeah, right. single guy or anything like I'll let him pursue you. But yeah. I, I just don't understand. Now, unfortunately, in the feminine society we've created for ourselves, they're going to be more worried about sexual harassment lawsuits and being fired and being canceled mm-hmm. than probably asking you out, which is really quite sad. So leave those hints, leave those hints. Like, um, you know, I listened, I listened to Michael Knowles the other day, or I listened, you know, know, slip in there that you're not necessarily a feminazi. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Beth. So when I was working, I was always single. So um, I do not have any experience, uh, thanks to my husband, in working while married. And so I'm very interested to pick your brain a little bit about the experience of a working married woman who is not a, a feminist. So so let me just ask you, I'm just thinking logistically right now. So you get up, you go to work probably close to the same time. You both get home eight to 10 hours later. You're both exhausted and oh, surprise, you have to be a wife. How do you handle that? Like, was it a lot more pressure? I mean, how did you navigate the just the logistics and practicality of that? That is a really good question. And I wish I could say I managed it better, but I didn't. Because just so everybody knows, I got married and I got pregnant immediately. So there's probably <laughs> only like two weeks in which I was not pregnant or didn't have oh my killer gosh. nausea in which I could probably do something at home. So uh, oh I know every word. pregnancy is different for other people, but I had like the worst nausea it felt like. And I basically how did you do, do that? I don't know how I did it. I don't. And I would like my husband and I were in a tricky financial situation, so I had to keep working. Um, oh. And my husband was a student, so it's not like we were, you know, both leaving for work in the morning. Um, but 
Yeah, I my husband was really understanding at those times um, because I and I mean, it might even be the same with future pregnancies for myself in which I every smell, even like really good smells made me want to puke. So oh. I couldn't do anything. And thankfully, even my female boss, she was really nice. She would she didn't mind if I went and laid down on this couch in one office and even bought me like lemon candies to <laughs> help survive. Oh. work. But yeah, I think it would have been different if I wasn't pregnant but if I if I wasn't what I would suggest is like um I I think it depends on like how long you've been married I mean we were newly married but um one of the things my husband and I like to do now is like a marriage meeting where we talk about you know like how things are going um personal development kind of things how we can support each other those would have been really good things to do um because then you would better um, be able to cultivate yourself as a wife at home um, rather than just your work, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and then one of the things like I'm still working on even now, but there is to just really understand the differences uh, between men and women. Um, you know, men are not going to notice as much little details around the house like that. The floor needs to be swept and the dishes need to be done. I don't know, maybe some men are really good at that. But from the majority that I've heard from, men are always going to notice that. So, you know, cultivating that anti-feminist spirit or in your mind, like not trying to be like you both come home from work and thinking like, well, why doesn't he see everything that needs to get done? You know, doing what you feel like you have the energy for, um, but then also um uh, trying to get those things done, but then not thinking like, oh, I got to d- divvy up everything with my husband right now because we're both tired, you know? Yeah. Interesting. That is, that can be tricky too, I imagine. Yeah. I, uh, it's really hard. I don't know. I feel like we say those, the women who have to work like, wow, you know, amazing sense. Cause it is, it is hard. It is difficult because you still have your duties at home, but it's, you know, you don't have the energy necessarily when you come home. <laughs> yeah, see, that that is what is interesting and just mind-blowing to me because you you didn't even have your baby yet. And just thinking of all these moms who have one, two, three, five children to come home to after work and then have to take care of them and and make dinner and spend time with them and clean and then, you know, uh, yeah. care for their husbands. It's just, it's, it's the work of a superhuman. It's for those who have to do it and don't want to, it's just, uh, God be with you. Like you, we, we need to support you more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know how they do it, <laughs> but yeah, just, Realizing, in a sense, I don't want to say your husband's not your enemy, but like, you know, work, being communicating with him. I'm sorry. Um, communicating with your husband on, you know, what you might need from him, but then respecting him and, and, and him as a man and not expecting him to be like another woman and see everything that you see needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. all a balance. We're like we said, we're not experts on this at all. Um, and it's it's really tricky from how we grew up and how that was indoctrinated in us. Um, baby's trying to open a drawer right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I can. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. Did anyone treat you differently at work when they found out you were married? Did any of the work dynamic or your career path change in a positive or negative way when you got married? That's really interesting because... Pretty much everybody figured it out because my last name changed. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody was like, who's this? And I'm like, the same person. It's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, I guess one of those things I would sort of mention my husband more, you know, to show, like, I'm happily married. Like, I'm glad to be married. This is my husband, you know, mm, talking about right. his career ambitions or things that we do together and stuff like that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I think that actually, that was really smart of you, I think. I mean, it's, it's again, erecting those, like, really strong boundaries between you and everyone else when, when that status changes. I think that's, um, that's so wise and so needed, too. Mm-hmm. 
that I think that'll resonate with, with a lot of people. So many of us do have to work even while we're married now. There are so many ways to go about making it easier. And, you know, we haven't even talked about the spiritual aspect. God knows that we don't want to be doing this. And if if we pray for his will to be done and that we can live a more traditional, vocationally focused lifestyle, that is his will. That is his will for, for us to fulfill our vocations to its fullest extent. So, I mean, he will make that possible whenever, you know, his, his good will pleases. So maybe that's what we should just end with is, is pray and fast and work towards that goal. And it will be possible. Yeah. I really hope that our listeners found some of these tips helpful. Um, and perhaps they have even better tips than <laughs> we've mentioned on the, the show. Uh, Cause it is, it's a tricky situation, but I just want to say it can be done in a sense that you can find relative sort of satisfaction in a sense at where you are, I guess, maybe say contentment um, that even though you long to be married and stuff, just not, I guess, not to be miserable, <laughs> you know, to make yeah. work um, like you can. I, I guess the feminists say it all the time, especially the Catholic feminist about how you can you know, influence others while working like. We mean it in the good way where if you have to work, you can still make a difference in a sense with the other people that you're around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will leave it there. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of uh, Freed from Feminism. Please let us know what you thought about it by uh, sending us a DM or a tweet at Freed Feminism. Send us an email at freedfromfeminism at gmail.com. Or, and please leave us a review. Uh, rate us and review us on um, iTunes or wherever you listen to us. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again soon.